0: This Week in Agriculture, a production of the Red River Farm Network with a look at markets. I'm Randy Conan. Since Russia's invasion of Ukraine began, new crop sunflower prices have increased $2.80 to more than $3.00 a hundredweight at U.S. crush plants. According to National Sunflower Association Executive Director John Sandbaken. the recent surge in new crop prices may encourage U.S. farmers to increase those sunflower acres.
1: I've had some calls with producers that, that told me, well, hybrid seed's not available. Well, that's not the truth. Uh, There's all kinds of hybrid seed that's still available that we can plant this year. And so I know that producers are very interested in in, knowing these prices that they're seeing and worried if they can get seed or not. But hybrid seed is not an issue. I mean, there's plenty of seed available.
0: The market is trying to determine how much damage has been done to crops in Argentina and Brazil. Corn and soybean advisor President Michael cordoni says the drought was very severe in southern Brazil. That brought that soybean crop down.
1: Now, the weather in Brazil was really unusual. It was the worst drought in modern history in the southern part of this country, and then good rains in the northern part. So you had some very good yields up north and unbelievably bad yields down south. Now, the soybeans are about 65 percent harvested, so we get a pretty good idea now uh, of the final production. Now, in Argentina, uh, the corn is only like five percent harvested, and soybeans, maybe one percent. And their weather has actually improved over the last couple of weeks. So it had been very, very dry and hot, record high temperatures. Uh, but those have sort of eased. And I think the crops have now stabilized at this lower level.
0: With the uh, Russia-Ukraine conflict going on, the weak market spent the week chasing headlines. Midwest Market Solutions President Brian Hoop says this leads to a very volatile market.
1: We saw a big sell-off in the wheat futures, as it was uh, talked about, that uh, Russia would start exporting wheat once again. And then around uh, mid-morning, it came out that uh, newswires were reporting that um, Russia would not be exporting wheat or corn and barley, and that did push the wheat back higher for a a meaningful time of uh, the day, except we saw a lot of intermarket spread trade and eventually a mixed wheat trade.
0: Cattle market traded mostly sideways this week. Corn Belt Marketing Market Analyst Sam Hudson says there's just not a lot of direction from the cash trade this week for the cattle markets. I've
2: seen some pretty steady prices this week, so not a, uh, a lot of fodder there. And I think they can just continue to consolidate around some of their major moving averages, the 100- and 200-day moving averages. I wouldn't rule out uh, that April contract you know, hopping up to you know 142, something like that, uh, one more time here, and probably providing you know, another hedge opportunity cash, you know, beef prices uh, seem to be, you know, leveling off and, and potentially signaling a seasonal bottom as we go into grilling season. But still a lot of questions up in the air about, uh, you know, demand in general and, and, you know, how much people are willing to pay as, as we go into that time frame. And, and so a
1: bit of uh, reason for consternation for both parties.
0: Progressive Ag Marketing Market Analyst Brian Stroman said the Livestock Markets saw decent gains midday Friday.
1: Uh, you know, smaller production numbers continue to be talked about for live cattle as we move forward. Looks like the cash market's maybe a dollar stronger this week. And, and the exports have been solid, too, and we're running ahead of last year's ex, uh, record pace. Uh, feeders, again, uh, lower lower corn market this morning, uh, giving those feeders some uh, triple-digit gains as we move into the afternoon here in, in the feeder cattle contracts.
0: And that's a look at markets this week in agriculture. I'm Randy Conan. Do you have a white mold management plan? If you grow dry beans in the Dakotas, you know white mold can be a major yield robber. That's why treating your seed with Heads Up Seed Treatment is a smart investment. Cost-effective and compatible with other seed treatments, Heads Up kickstarts your beans, taking them to their full potential so they can fight off yield-robbing disease like white mold. For a better start against disease, ask to have Heads Up pre-applied to your edible bean seed order. Visit HeadsUpST.com to learn more. When you purchase the latest TV, tablet, or smartphone, don't forget to do the right thing with your old ones. Recycle them. The Consumer Technology Association and its members are making recycling your old devices as easy as buying new ones. Just go to greenergadgets.org, type in your zip code, and you'll instantly find the recycling location closest to your home. You'll also find recycling tips, like asking the store where you buy your new TV if they'll haul away your old one. Don't let your old tech tools clog your local landfill. Just visit
3: greenergadgets.org with a look at this weekend news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm Network. A federal appeals court rejected efforts by agricultural groups to stay the EPA's ban of chlorpyrifos. That ban went into effect at the end of February. In a statement, a coalition made up of the American Soybean Association and American Sugar Beet Growers Association said they are disappointed with the court's decision to deny the motion to stay the rule while that case is being heard. The coalition believes EPA's decision to revoke chlorpyrifos tolerances is inappropriate, and they're evaluating the court's decision Talking about next steps. North Dakota's Noxious Weed Task Force met in Bismarck earlier this week. About 50 agriculture industry stakeholders reviewed noxious weed challenges in North Dakota. There were no clear actionable items coming out of that meeting. The Environmental Protection Agency approved Minnesota's request to set state-specific Dicamba application guidelines for 2022. Over-the-top applications can't be made south of Interstate 94 after June 12th. Dicamba's application cutoff date north of Interstate 94 continues to be June 30th. The new label also prohibits over-the-top application when air temperature is more than 85 degrees at the time of application. Ag Commissioner Tom Peterson, glad to finally have that announcement from EPA. You
1: know, we are disappointed that it took this long, uh, you know, but glad that it's done. And we do think it's you know, enough time. Uh, You know, the biggest concern is uh, training. Uh, People have to work with the registrants on, but they're working on that. They've been working on it, so they're ready to go. Uh, people can start accessing those labels uh, on the uh, on the registrant's website and get familiar with them. Uh, they can work with that. And, and we've had, you know, kind of all along been – talking with growers about it.
3: As expected, the Federal Reserve raised benchmark interest rates a quarter of a percentage point. That's the first time the feds raised interest rates since 2018. That effort is meant to slow inflation. Rising fuel prices are a major concern as farmers prepare for spring planting. Agrisampo North America market analyst Sterling Smith says fuel costs will be painful for everyone.
1: I suspect we're going to see
2: diesel uh, you know, if the truck stops around here, probably hitting $6 a gallon uh, probably sometime next week. Uh, diesel fuel prices did back off. Heating oil prices did come down. So But again, much like the gasoline, they're going to be bottled. We're
1: going to go right back, right back up.
3: Smith is not expecting energy prices to go down anytime soon. In a report looking at the impact the Russia-Ukraine war has on U.S. agriculture, American Farm Bureau Federation economist Veronica Nye says already expensive fertilizer prices may only move higher. Russia is the largest exporter of nitrogen fertilizer, supplying about 17 percent of global nitrogen needs, along with phosphate and potassium exports. Both of those elements, Russia as a
4: producer and exporter of fertilizer and their role in the natural gas markets uh, in Europe both lead to additional turmoil uh, for fertilizer.
3: American Sugar Alliance Director of Economics and Policy Analysis Rob Johanson says input costs and supply chain disruptions continue to be a major concern for the sugar industry.
1: We've been talking about input costs all into the fall last year. Remember my st- you know, I was tracking uh, you know the the economy coming out of COVID, not just here in the United States, but globally. That that and uh, consumers had a lot of pent up demand for a lot of things, and that caused supply chain issues across the board. And this is even before what's happened in Russia Ukraine. Um, so of course the Black Sea situation is 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 really adding. Uh, a lot of uncertainty and a lot of um, inflationary pressures on top of what we saw last year.
3: The nominee for U.S. Chief Agriculture Negotiator Elaine Triviano is no longer being considered for the role. That according to Senate Finance Committee Chairman Ron Wyden, Triviano was nominated six months ago but had not gone through the Senate confirmation process. USDA named the remaining Farm Service Agency and Rural Development Agency appointments for the Red River Farm Network listening area. In South Dakota, Steve Dick is the new Farm Service Agency. State Executive Director. South Dakota's Rural Development State Director is Nikki Gronley. In North Dakota, Erin Oben is the new State Director of Rural Development. That's a look at this week in news. I'm Kara Hart on the Red River Farm. On the Red... Being a young, beginning, or
2: small farmer has many exciting opportunities. Egg Country Farm Credit Services is here to help navigate them and introduce options you may not know about. We take pride in working with young, beginning, and small farmers to leverage the resources you need to be successful. Whether it's special exceptions to credit underwriting or scholarships for continuing farm management education, we're here to help you. Get started by contacting your local Egg Country office.
0: Providing play-by-play for the business of agriculture, the Red River Farm Network.
1: I guess I'd be surprised to see us make a
2: real. emphatic statement you know between now and the close just because you know the rain is as it stands now is
1: got to be pretty much in the market.
0: Numbers are available anywhere but when you want to know why the market is moving up or down agriculture's first choice is the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.
4: With a look at weather this week in agriculture I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network. It's that time of year when the weather battles between leftover winter weather and spring. World Weather Incorporated senior agricultural meteorologist Drew Lerner says there will be more precipitation in the weather forecast for the northern plains.
2: I think there's a couple of storms slated to move across the northern plains in the second week of the forecast, but for this first seven days it doesn't look too bad. Uh, we should stay relatively dry and certainly warm bias, so we will thaw more of the uh, ground out, and we will melt some more of the snow in the northeast part of the region. Shouldn't be too aggressive. I think most of our highest temperatures in the snow-covered areas will be 30s and 40s at the most. So we're not going to. Uh, create any kind of instant flood type scenario.
4: Later this month, Lerner thinks weather could become more active.
2: We could get a little bit of uh, water standing in some fields. That's pretty classic stuff for this region at this time of the year. So I think the outlook is looking favorable. Now, a little later, we're probably going to get back involved with a more active uh, weather pattern. This will probably be in April and uh, maybe even early May. And so we will have plenty of moisture around. I even believe that uh, the northwestern parts of the plains will get some improved moisture as time moves along. It'll take a while, but I do see that for Montana and the western Dakotas eventually as time moves along."
4: Parts of the U.S. are experiencing dryness and concerns for moisture are increasing with spring planning right around the corner. The U.S. drought monitor showed more than 61 percent of the U.S. in some classification of drought, with an increase of 6 percent in the last month alone. National Weather Service Aberdeen-based meteorologist Megan Mulford says South Dakota is seeing dryness. The only areas that are seeing really no sort of drought is kind of the northeastern parts of South Dakota into Minnesota, and that's
1: because of the snow depth. Uh, This past winter, it's been basically that whole area, uh, kind of northeastern South Dakota into western Minnesota, that has been dealing with um, most of the snowfall. I know um, as of this morning, many areas like Sisseton out into like Wheaton, Minnesota, are still seeing like 8 to 10 inches of snow on the ground, and as you move off towards the west, it vastly decreases. National
4: Weather Service Bismarck-based meteorologist Megan Jones says the lack of snow means a dry spring outlook right now. There's a much different extent of snowpack over the eastern half of the state compared to
0: the western half of the state where a lot of areas don't have any snowpack right now. That is certainly painting a little bit of a different picture as we look into the spring where you know these areas in the north central through the James River Valley and east have plenty of snowpack whereas out west It's really been dry most of the winter, and now that they don't even have a snowpack, as we go into the spring, there's really not a whole lot of relief on the way.
4: The Environmental Protection Agency approved Minnesota's request to set specific dates for Dicamba application in 2022. Over-the-top Dicamba applications can be made south of Interstate 94 after June 12th in Minnesota. Dicamba's application cutoff date north of Interstate 94 continues to be June 30th. The new label also prohibits over-the-top application when the air temperature is more than 85 degrees at the time of application. A. Commissioner Tom Peterson is glad to finally have an announcement from the EPA.
1: You know, we are disappointed that it took this long, uh, you know, but glad that it's done. And we do think that, you know, the biggest concern is uh, training. Uh, People have to work with the registrants on, but they're working on that. They've been working on it, so they're ready to go. Uh, people can start accessing those labels on the registrant's website and get familiar with them. Uh, They can work with that, and and we've had all along been talking with growers about it.
4: Peterson says the goal is to lower the number of complaints received and ensure long-term viability of the product. The EPA is still reviewing whether or not dicamba can be used in a manner that doesn't pose risks to non-target crops. That's a look at weather this week in agriculture. I'm Sierra Doctor on the Red River Farm Network.
1: We built Irie Insurance with one philosophy. Hire great people and provide great service and options. We want to protect your home, farm, crops, personal, and business. Hello, Shane with Irie Insurance. Since day one, we have followed this golden rule to help protect you. That's why we have so many locations like West Fargo, Devil's Lake, Hope, Hillsboro, Macville, and Towner. To find out more about Irie Insurance, go to irieinsurance.com.
0: You're protected and appreciated. The stories that matter to you and your bottom line matter to us. But most producers are taking, taking
2: a look at okay, what's my machinery need? Costs going up. I think corn's still more profitable.
0: I was first approached about pursuing, you know, uh, applying a granular at planting with a seed treatment.
2: Still projecting that they will be taking uh, soybeans in September 2023.
1: The margins can be are, have been good, but not as good as they've been for oilseeds. No one covers
0: agriculture better than the Red River Farm Network. We're reporting agriculture's business.